Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, Will Nostalgia Places Rem Cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept. In 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s Disney cartoon Darkwing Duck and the apparent risk of over-fertilization. Today's episode, we get to the bush root of the problem with the Incredible Bulk. Which, I think, it was it was on our original list of things. Was it the writer's poorly disguised fetish? It sure was. Okay. Yeah, because I was watching this episode being like, what? What is happening? <laughs> <sighs> so here we are. Um, you know what the and... biggest fetish of this episode probably was? What? The puns. Oh my god. And you know what? We'll get into it. But they weren't even very good puns either. <laughs> this, this episode just kind of solidified for me that I do not really care for Bushroot. <sighs> I don't find that he's a very good, like, single villain. He needs to have somebody else. He's okay. That's my hot take. I like some of his episodes and others I do not. And this one was kind of one of the meh Bushroot mm-hmm. episodes for me. Yeah. So... Uh, if you would like to watch the episode, it is on Disney Plus. It's season one, episode forty-five, the Incredible Bulk. Darkwing battles Bushroot's villainous super plant. Um, did you have any house cleaning or updates before we dive into this dirty, dirty, like potted plant of an episode? No. Uh, I guess the uh, I will give a basic summary. The summary is that. I didn't remember the dialogue of this episode when I rewatched it. I just remember the imagery and the visuals. And Paint us a picture. It, it, it feels like I'm taking a trek through Fur Affinity. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. And I know that's probably not the writer's intention. Uh-huh. I feel like this is a chicken or the egg situation. I don't know <laughs> if the fetish happened because people watch this stuff and it awakens something in them or if mm-hmm. it already was. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you, but it's just just any kind of like stuff with hyper muscular body morphing and like. We'll get into the details. I'm sure you, no doubt, have highlighted parts of it that were just like, wow, okay. (laughs) And I mean, as a kid watching it, I'm sure you wouldn't pick up on it. But, like, there's a reason, I think. I don't understand why this stuff becomes a thing for people. But it does. Like, Mm -hmm. it awakens something in in, I don't know why. And, And you go online, and it's not like I go looking for this stuff. It's just... When you've had an art account on DeviantArt for as long as I have, it's just inevitable that you you discover that it is like the writer's barely disguised fetish. And that's why <laughs> I put it in that category. That people are into all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Stuff that you wouldn't even think about. And then typically if it's something that you're like, wait, this exists, you usually send it to me and then I have to know about it. <laughs> I gotta admit, there's some very interesting ones, and I don't want to pass too much judgment. It's just really mm. surprising, uh, like, when I go online and I'm searching for, like, Darkwing Duck fan art, 
and I will find like an account pops up and it has like 30 stock screenshots and it's like I know this has to be some kind of a thing I don't know what exactly (laughs) is happening here Uh (laughs) it happens so much though it does and um yeah no judgment I mean it's just it's just interesting to me from like a complete outside perspective to be like why is this though (laughs) yeah like speaking as someone with a friggin i have a psychology degree i mean i never used it for anything other than put myself in debt but from a psychological perspective i do find it fascinating Mm -hmm. how this stuff develops i just think it's interesting from the perspective of you know most of the stuff is pretty innocent, but for some reason, it just does something for people and they become really fixated on certain concepts. Mm-hmm. But there are shows where, like more recent shows. Okay, I'm a little suspicious. Like, you've heard of uh, Totally Spies, right? Yes. And people point to this show all the time as one of those shows that has a lot of uncomfortable Stuff that on the surface seems, oh, it's just cartoon shenanigans. But the more you watch it, you're like, mm, I'm not, I, I, I think something's going on here. And I guess my, my disclaimer here is I don't think the writers of The Incredible Bulk were doing this for any weird, nefarious reasons. I think it's just cartoon they, stuff that, you know, leads to. They, they did not intend this to be a spring awakening it was not a gateway fetish it's just it i don't know i don't just i don't know i don't know either well let's uh let's dive right in here yeah and talk about specifically what about it makes us uncomfortable because there was there was definitely like the first bit of the episode i'm like okay this is fine and then when it gets to Mm -hmm. a certain point i'm like oh i don't feel comfortable anymore yeah and it to be fair it does get to oh it takes a while Mm-hmm. for it to get there because it's like i knew the premise and if you see the screenshot of the episode you know that beefed up darkwing is coming <laughs> but i felt like it took its time getting there which once i know what there was i appreciated that uh, <laughs> uh so we started off our episode at a, a greenhouse it's like immediately like oh i wonder whose episode this is gonna be where the mallard and the lone muddlefoot honker are on a family trip for a school project and both Goslin and Drake are not particularly impressed at having to be in a greenhouse um, on the weekend. And for whatever reason, they have to be here for a school project, which we don't really ever know what the project is. But Goslin is picking up plants and complaining about it um, because she thought that her idea for a science project was great. But Honker in, uh, informs her that the professor said that giant squids and plutonium don't mix. And she says, yeah, but at least they'd be fun at parties, which fair, fair enough. Um, she says, plus plants are super boring. And you know what? I can't say that they are. Mine die all the time. They're very dramatic. <laughs> but anyway, so also just to point out that I feel like if any two kids in St. Canard could probably find a giant squid in plutonium, it would be these two kids. Absolutely. For so sure. I feel like they could fun with that one. So Dark, Darkwing over here, or I guess Drake, overhears them and decides to swoop in and then be Darkwing dad. And he starts immediately talking about himself because <laughs> so, that's how we operate here. He starts complimenting his uh, his intellect and his amazing powers of deduction. 
and as Drake just kind of it, it, it really he's just talking you hear him talking and the camera just pans away from him <laughs> and then we see a vine slithering so I feel like he probably went on like the entirety of this next scene he's probably still standing there talking about himself um, but we see a vine and it slithers through the greenhouse and goes to for whatever reason a shed that's just built on the inside of the greenhouse where it opens the world's smallest window in this in the shed inside the greenhouse the <laughs> vine goes in the front i'm just trying to paint a picture here the vine goes into the front door of a shed built inside a greenhouse opens the window the world's smallest window and bushroot comes in through that window so he is already on the inside of the greenhouse, but needed the vine to let him in the tiny window in the back of a shed that he could have just walked around. <laughs> so that's Bushroot's entrance into this episode. <laughs> and he introduces himself in a very strange way. Name, Reginald Bushroot. Occupation, plant manager. <laughs> Get it, Spike? Plant man Spike! Oof, and that is the first of first of many many very bad puns in this episode um and he's talking to spike who apparently has shrunk because of the fertilizer he gave him but shoots cooked up a new one that will either make him grow like crazy or kill him instantly just like my dramatic house plants and spike is not liking these odds so he tries to run away but it's stopped by the casual killer bushroot before he gets too far um they struggle for a bit it kicks him into a wall, but then Bashrud, I guess, decides that he should probably test this fertilizer out on something that isn't Spike, so he won't kill him instantly, and that's when we get our our first glimpse of the beef, the beefcake in this episode, as the little daisy that he uses a fertilizer on grows basically to, like, Bushroot proportions, but has biceps, which he just flexes. This flower is just, like, flexing constantly. <laughs> It's just a meathead flower, which is pretty funny, I guess. But he's got, like, a little fanged mouth thing. And Butchard is just immediately in love with this flower. Wow! I've created a regular Arnold Oleander! No, 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 come on, come on, cut it out, don't fight. Ooh, isn't he marvelous, Spike? Such a truly awesome blossom! I don't even know what that means. Arnold's Did you look that up? Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I think he it was like a play on Arnold Schwarzenegger, but Arnold Oleander. Okay. Yeah, I didn't make that connection at all. But it does make sense. Although, the daisy, for as much as it likes to flex, is still kind of scrawny. So, maybe not as Arnold as he thinks it is. But Spike doesn't like it. Starts attacking him. And then truth stops them or i think the, the daisy smacks him away or something so spike is immediately jealous that there is another creature that will take bushroot's attention away from him oh spike or just spike. just basically like any cat or dog in yes the world. how dare you right down to trying to give him the fertilizer i just felt like <laughs> in my bones it's like trying to pill a cat or a dog Mm -hmm. giving him their medication he's trying to pry his mouth open and spike kicks him away and i'm like yeah 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 i've i've been there checks out <laughs> <laughs> so while this creation is happening we go back to where drake is now just completely wandering by himself staring at the ground and he really like we stay on him for quite a 
at a time. He's just wandering around staring at the ground, but not like he's on the trail of clues or anything. He's just mindlessly wandering. But as he's walking past the shed, he overhears Bushroot bushrooting and wasting no time. We get our first I am the terror of the episode, which is I am the weed whacker in the Garden of Evil. And he just parades into the shed, just walks right in. And Bushroot dives under the table. (laughs) Okay, we're just... Alright. And Darkwing, not wasting a second, just climbs underneath the table to keep threatening him. (laughs) It's pretty funny. You'd better get tough in a hurry, Bushroot. Hey, I don't have to get tough. My daisy already is! And then we pan over and the daisy is sitting right next to the table. So Darkwing comes in, completely ignores the daisy, and just starts harassing Bushroot, who, as far as everything is concerned, really hasn't done anything bad yet. He's basically, all he's done is he was trespassing and I guess trying to steal the fertilizer. Mm. Was it fertilizer or whatever? I, it may, I thought it was his hideout. I thought so too. His whole chemistry set is there. It's... I don't know if this is different from his greenhouse. It's the same setting, and I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they even reused probably scenes or something similar to his greenhouse, but they called it the Arboretum, so I'm not sure. Okay. So, yeah, Darkwing does not take, doesn't clock the giant daisy until the, you know, it gets up to start menacing him, and he's, the, the daisy is just sitting next to this table reading it it looked like an underdog comic <laughs> with spike at his feet and then he's just delighted to hear the violence is now on the menu and darkwing says something that i think a few characters say during the course of this episode is a good thing flowers are so gentle and harmless and then the daisy kicks up a rake and starts spinning it around to end this man's life darkwing Launches himself with the flower, but of course, instead misses and hits the table instead. And the crashing alerts the Darkwing gang, who know that the sound of someone getting their ass handed to them means Darkwing is probably ICU bound. And zip into the shed to see what's got what is what's going on. But they immediately get tied up, and Darkwing is being flattened into a pancake by the Daisy, who is back reading his comic as he nonchalantly just smashes Darkwing into the table. So things are going pretty well, actually, for Bushroot. He's absolutely delighted. Spike isn't. Spike is continuing to be very surly, and he blows some raspberry rounds because, you know, there's trouble in paradise here. Um, but of course, if you want something done, you have to leave it to a muddlefoot and hunker. Let's Gonsolin know that there's weed killer right next to her, and she breaks it in the vines. Let them go. Honker and, uh, Honker and Goslin were the real MVPs of this episode in general. They really were. But yeah, they, they really just bailed Darkwing out effortlessly. Yeah, like they save Launchpad and then Usher just takes off. And the, the Daisy takes off after him and then Spike gets stuck in the little very small window. And then Goslin just starts spraying him in the butt with like... <laughs> weed killer like it's an enema and he just hops away darkwing was shoved into a planner so he's pulling himself out of it and goslin just walks over to him and says so was that an example of your stunning intellect or your dynamic sense of deduction she wipes his face off like a parent would too (laughs) i love her 
She's great. And the Dark Queen then comes to the conclusion that he's been fraving his brains over his brawn and he needs to start beefing up, but he's obviously a perfect specimen anyway. He's, you know, talking about how great he is in front of a mirror because he's eternally pleased with what he sees in the mirror. But Goslin is there to whip him and Launchpad into shape, apparently. Um, but Launchpad really doesn't... Like, Launchpad's in pretty good shape, I guess. Launchpad's body type always confuses me because he looks like he's kind of beefy. But it could just like be a really big barrel-chested chest and like noodle arms, but with big like poofy sleeves. Launchpad. He's an enigma. He's an abomination. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some people seem to think that he is supposed to be muscular, but but he isn't really muscular either. It's more like he's bulky. I, I don't mm. know. I I have no idea. But especially in that scene when Darkwing, scrawny little Darkwing, is standing next to him. Oh, I think we do see his arms. I wasn't even paying attention because yes. they're wearing we're wearing they're wearing like little tank tops and like boxing shorts. He had like pretty like hefty arms. He had no definition to his arms, but they were big. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't noodle arms because I also feel like my brain just constantly like mushes his ducktail self with this one and i know that that launch pad had a lot of interesting body types yeah of course of little noodle arms and Mm -hmm. this one i feel like he's kind of i don't know i'd say bulky but not muscular per se he's just he just is fit he's yeah he's 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 fit he's got a good metabolism (laughs) and he's obviously more athletic than darkwing as this scene demonstrates even though for the majority of this little training montage he's just eating that's my kind of gym regimen just speaking as someone who goes to like i don't go to the gym anymore but there was a point in time where i went and i had a fitness person helping me but if someone was standing there eating ice cream in front of me while i was trying to work out and they're just enjoying themselves i'd be like get out of my sight (laughs) be gone be gone Hey, 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 hey! Why does Lunchpad here get the chow down and not me? GDW, how would you hold the spoon? You know the routine. Now get started. <laughs> Darkwing tries to lift one thing and is immediately crushed, and Lunchpad's just stuffing his face with the ice cream, and he's like, "You're doing a great job." There, <laughs> there. There was one part of this uh, little montage here with Goslin trying to whip Darkwing into shape that made me laugh. I had to rewind it because I'm like, what just happened? Okay, time to build up your stomach. But that comes later. A hundred sit-ups, let's go. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that comes later. It's like, oh, it was so quick, too. It was like, wait, what'd you just say? Great, loved it. And then uh, he has to do some sit-ups, but... He just routinely gets anvils dropped on him or everything. He's not really doing anything to, like, earn the the walloping he gets until he gets to, like, the little punching bag thing. <laughs> Launchpad is going to town on it. And then Darkwing's like, all right, it's my turn. And Launchpad has to go and get, like, a little step stool for him, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. And then he's punching it. And then, of course, it swings back and punches him in the face and knocks him out. So, uh that was that was pretty funny. But that's it. That's the end of our training montage. It was probably like a 30 second 
fit maybe 15 second training montage and drake is just completely enamored with himself even though he looks exactly the same and he is now apparently a health nut where he's judging what goslin is eating <laughs> bringing up his snacks to her bedroom for conquer so that's kind of darkwing's shift for this episode is now that he considers himself muscle instead of brain uh, i don't know but yeah so goslin brings up some snacks for honker who is upstairs the only one still on the case here performing miracles probably curing cancer <laughs> in the mean while everybody's eating ice cream and doing sit-ups drake just completely comes in and informs him that he spends too much time indoors <laughs> tells like, them dude he tells them to on, go but- outside and touch grass and they're like it's nighttime I know, Honker is so polite through all of it, so he tells him that he spends too much time inside, and Honker's like, um, yes, sir. And then Darkwing does, he tells him to go outside and touch grass, and Honker's like, um, it's dark outside, sir. <laughs> poor Honker, you poor child. You can tell Girl. Honker, he hears this kind of stuff, probably from his own parents, and Drake, mm-hmm. and he's just, this is how he deals with it. He's just like, um, oh, no. No, honey. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I spend too much time indoors. Do you want to listen to how I solved your case? Because you should probably listen to how I solved your case. As Honker is the the sole voice of reason here, he he tells Darkwing that Ashreed is probably going to go back to the greenhouse and in that classic way. Drake is like, oh no, that's not true. He'll probably go back to the greenhouse because Honker is a genius. Ashreed does return to the greenhouse. The arbit arbitorium what arboretum arboretum with his crew in tow looking for more fertilizer but darkwing and launchpad are already there and plant like potted plants and they burst out of them and darkwing to his credit kind of eats the crap out of that daisy bike laughs at this because he is a spiteful little bitch and uh bushroot makes the flower drink more fertilizer and then it grows really big he says oh the bigger they are the harder they and then he starts getting crushed he's like pound me into the ground <sighs> because that's really what's happening launchpad tries to intervene but then they really just get like a, this whole scene basically just ends with them getting their asses handed to them yep. there's lots of puns the daisy kind of dunks darkwing into a wicker basket like a basketball and they say he's a basket case because he's stuck in there and then Goslin's like, I hate to pry <laughs> as she pries him out with like a crowbar. It's like, oh my god. Guys, come on. And Darkwing is humiliated until he hears Honker explain what the fertilizer can do. And so he just grabs it out of Honker's hand and just starts chugging it. And um, because we make good decisions on Darkwing Duck. And after like, he's like, oh, nothing happened. Then of course... He turns into a giant muscle-bound Darkwing who takes this opportunity to lift Launchpad over his head and just start throwing all of his vehicles into a pile, breaking them. Because vehicles are for wimps. And he jumps out the window. (laughs) This is in the tower, by the way. We're not still in the greenhouse. He's in Darkwing Tower and just hops right out the window. Everyone was very concerned because we go to commercial and then Launchpad turns to the camera and he says don't worry he's still falling <laughs> like oh okay that's 
pretty funny. And yeah. So he just kind of hits the bridge and it crumbles a bit and he's fine. And Honker, as a man of science, I guess, has decided this before he gave, or I guess before Darkwing chugged a whole bottle of fertilizer, had given them to some rats who are just jacked and <laughs> doing bench presses. And Goslin's already starting up ideas for a marketing campaign. So I guess they're enterprising little entrepreneurs. Darkwing attempts to find Bushroot as his super beefy self and is just lifting up random buildings instead of going to literally the only place where Bushroot has been in this episode, which is the greenhouse. Can we talk about Darkwing's reaction when he lifts that building and he sees the naked woman showering? <laughs> Please. Break it down for us. He, he was into that. He His <laughs> eyes start spinning and he goes, whoa, and it plays the sexy saxophone music. Uh, yeah. Easy. I'll just go door to door. <laughs> whoa. I mean, oops. Sorry. Darkwing. Oh, my. I think that's like one of the only few times in this series where they kind of hint that he's a little bit thirsty. I don't know, like, isn't, like, every time a babe shows up, he, like, whoa. Only the weird Ma ones, like, like, Binky's cousin Trudy and Morgana, those he those are the ones he's into. Mm, well, and apparently naked showering ladies. It would seem so. I wonder, I wonder if she was jacked. Maybe. Maybe the fertilizer has some side effects, and, I don't know, maybe it makes him thirstier than usual. Somebody water the Starkwing. <laughs> he's parched. <laughs> so yeah so he after he drops that building back down they, they carry on their bush roots spree and lo and behold where is bush root Ange? he is at the tea factory no he's in the arbor arboretum <laughs> oh right the tea he's factory the only thing the tea factory comes later the tea factory comes later right okay yes we get to spill the tea later <laughs> But yeah, he's literally in the only place he's been the entire episode is in this freaking greenhouse. And he's taking trimmings of the daisy who then like, plant, plants them in dirt. So he makes three more daisies. And he finally has a family and someone to do his dirty work. Isn't It'll it wonderful all. Spike? And then Spike growls at him. Oh. And the, the daisies are hooligans and they're cruising around in a pickup truck, which looks a lot like Megavolts. So I really just kind of want to... I feel like my headcanon now is that the Fearsome Five have one red pickup truck and it was Bushard's day to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Megavolt had it in uh, the Canardian Guardian episode and now it's Bushroot gets to put all his fertilizer and rakes and things in the back of this one and uh, cruise around with his boys. So one falls out of the truck and just throw like starts eating out of the dumpster as one does and now we're in the tea factory okay because i wrote what <laughs> it's just the machines are pooping out tea bags with poop sound effects <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> and they're narrating the process to us I so love tea, don't you? Oh yes, quite. 
First the flowers are thrashed into herbal tea leaves. Oh, I just adore the way the tea leaves are then crammed forcefully into convenient little bags. Totally foreshadowing to something, isn't it? And they're British people, so it's just super stereotyped. Like, there's the, the proper British guy and then the knockoff beetle. And they're talking about this tea, but they don't talk about how it's poop tea, so please don't drink this tea. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're these British dudes are attacked by flowers because this is this is how it goes but it's also like a very cartoony tea factory where there's a giant tea kettle <laughs> on a burner and a giant teacup like someone would be able to drink tea out of this cup well anyway meanwhile launchpad and darkwing are walking around still trying to find bushroot to be fair he's not at the greenhouse anymore uh, but launchpad is Trying to figure out what clever line Darkwing will use when he sees Bushroot again. And he's like, what about, I am the snail that wastes all your leaves. And as he's talking to him, Darkwing just strangles a lamppost to death. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. And then Darkwing declares that psychological games are for wimps. Well, that's very and, in character uh, for him to go from one extreme to the other as soon as something seems in his favor. So mm -hmm. suddenly now that he's the strong one, you know, who cares about intellect? I would say very on it's the on the, on the nose. Yeah. yeah. All right. So back at the tower, Honker is looking at his rats and he's showing them to Goslin as things start going terribly wrong. And I don't know. I really don't understand. But one of them gets like super fat and then the other one has a giant, like, growth on its head? <laughs> it's like the muscle or whatever bulk is redistributes itself. So it goes from being all, like, muscular to all that going to its head. So it has a horrible growth. Yeah, it's very disturbing. I was like, oh my god. And uh, so I guess that prompts the kids to be like, oh, we gotta go find your dad. And then the British dudes are getting thrown into a vat of limes. And one of them says, oh, well, at least they didn't call us limey. <laughs> Please. For the love of God episode. I love puns. But they gotta be good puns. So Darkwing arrives at the tea factory. And he just plucks the flower. The flowers launch at him and he just plucks them off. And he advances on the original Daisy. Just as his unfortunate changes start. And he has a huge fist instead of muscles. And it's just kind of... This is where everything just starts deteriorating. <laughs> He's got a huge fist. And then he just gets like super bloated. And then his feet, feet get huge. Because his feet are so big, the flowers just punch him like he's a punching bag. And he's just like a bop bag, just swinging back up and getting hit again. And then him and Launchpad get sent through the teabagger that makes giant <laughs> teabags around them. And Darkwing's feet are still enormous, and you can see them through the teabag. And they're just hanging inside this giant mug. And Bushroot narrows his plan to pour boiling water on them and make a big cup of duck tea. Which, the way he said it, I felt like it was supposed to be a pun, but I thought about it for a really long time, and I can't find any pun there. Uh, yeah, not really. It's just literally duck tea. Duck tea. So, apparently Bushroot's friends are not interested in watching this, and they run off, and he just takes off after them. 
Now where's everybody going? Oh, come on, guys. I want to watch. I never get to have any fun. It's like, you really do have a bloodlust, don't you? <laughs> he does. And I don't know where the little daisy guys were going. Oh, actually, I think I do know where they are going. Because where we see them again is a park. They're like, screw this, man. There's a swing set over there. Let's go. <laughs> so they leave Spike alone, who starts betraying Bushroot and the daisies. And, like, using the winch to pull Launchpad and Darkwing back up. But then he gets called away and just snips Darkwing free. And then there uh, he frees Launchpad, but is about to get this boiling hot water poured on him until his bloated fat body just breaks the cup that they're in <laughs> and uh, saves the day. Aslan and Hunker are skateboarding through the city with just fists full of these glass bottles filled with fertilizer, <laughs> which seems... Like a bad idea, but they are wearing helmets, so we've learned our lesson from uh, mm -hmm. the duck. There's that, I guess. And we see the daisies playing in the park as Darkwing and Launchpad sneak up. Darkwing has back to his hand being huge, <laughs> so he's dragging his hand around behind him and makes like a little trench in the ground behind him. So Launchpad just kind of throws them in there and they plant them. Bushroot and the original Daisy are not paying attention because the OG is drinking water out of a water fountain and Bushroot is annoyed with him for some reason and he tells him to leave some for the fishes. Almost like he he's really thirsty. Oh <laughs> my god, it's finally happened. <laughs> Here we are. This is the thirstiest episode of Darkwing Duck. Um, or no, I don't know if that's true. The first one to Liquidator, I seem to recall there. Everybody's really thirsty in that one, too. And the, the, there are the lobster women in that one. And I mean, that's a thirst trap right there. Oh, yeah. But I digress. Bushroot and the OG Daisy are alerted to Darkwing's and Launchpad's presence. When the daisies are in the ground and they're crying and Bushroot rushes over. <laughs> <gasps> My three sons! Prepare to be Julian, Potato Head! <laughs> I think that's the name of a TV show. Is it? My three sons. I just thought that yeah. was really random. Like there I guess he did say earlier that they are family now, but I like how there's very specifically his three sons. Yes, yeah, so it was a a sitcom that ran from 1960 to 1972. Oh, of course. My, 90s kids will totally uh, get that one. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You know, for the kids, <laughs> Darkwing's bill gets really big because why not? And then Launchpad is grabbed. Everyone is back to getting their ass handed to them until Goslin arrives and throws a bottle at Darkwing, and then he grows big. So yeah, so this starts like the endless. Darkwing gets a potion, like gets a fertilizer on him. Then the Daisy gets a fertilizer on him. Then Darkwing gets a fertilizer on him. Then the Daisy gets one. And it just really goes on and on and on. And in between, these two keep getting bigger. Like, Bushroot obviously keeps facilitating Daisy getting his fertilizer and then keeps getting Darkwing his fertilizer. But they're just, like, Godzilla-level big at this point. And Darkwing 
is always the biggest one for about 0.5 seconds before the daisy is bigger and at one point he just is running away from this daisy and just crouches down and hides in the trees as the daisy is stomping around looking for him and a bee lands on his bill because bees they have to be around and uh, he gets an idea but it's like we don't know what his idea is but he sees this bee and for as giant as he is this bee is also i guess a giant bee because it's like it would be the size of a regular bee on his bill when he's like looking at it if he was regular size i don't think i said that well no i know what you mean the size relations are off because he's massive But the bee yeah. that landed on his bill was, like, relative to his already massive size. So, yes. arguably, it would have been a massive bee. It would have been the bee, a bee of size of a cow. But anyway, so his idea that he has to himself is that he is going to put fertilizer on the bee to attack the daisy. Which he eventually does. But first, we have Goslin and Honker holding bushroot gunpoint with weed killer. <laughs> which I think is pretty great. But then Spike th- knocks them away. So... No. So I was going to say, I think that's what the last we see of them, but we see of them one more time. So Big Darkwing is running and hiding in the trees, and the daisy's looking for him. The bee lands on him, and then he uh, uses fertilizer on the bee. And like Bushroot, the bee falls in love with the daisy and starts... But Launchpad is, you know, Launchpad, and is not paying attention, I guess, that Darkwing has won, and hits Darkwing with just like an industrial-sized barrel of fertilizer. (laughs) So Darkwing is now super big and Bushroot and Spike run off and Spike is happy to be an only child once again. And Darkwing is just huge. He's just enormous, just hanging out in this park and Goslin and Honker are selling tickets to use his bill as a skate ramp. And uh, they apparently had the best science project in school. But she's like, made some bank. She's like, like folding some bills, fanning them. And I ain't even mad about it. And the kids are skating on his bill and Darkwing just goes, it's a living. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, I I don't know why any child would want to skate on a massive bill that has a pair of eyes staring back. On someone's face? I'm also surprised Darkwing (laughs) just agreed to that. He was like, I guess I'll just go along with it. Well, Gauze is the one that makes bank on all of this. Mm -hmm. Also, did the, the plant just got chased away by the bee is there still just a massive daisy just somewhere out there in the world being chased or did it like revert eventually or did it die i mean it's just out there did it and the bee settle down and start a family i want to think so we'll never know i want to believe i mean and the daisy never um you know had any of the body morphing effects that darkwing had so it's just it works on plants i was gonna say um because honker had brought up we don't know the effects on a duck so i'm thinking mm-hmm. maybe mammals in general like the mice and ducks had mm. the side effects but perhaps it's fine with the plants yeah so that plant and his giant bee friend will be sending out their save the dates pretty soon I feel like i wish them the best and that's been the incredible bulk as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, it was a strange one. I don't particularly think I enjoyed 90% of it. And on the Quackerware freshness scale, I'm going to give it a 1 out of 5. And that 1 is purely just for Honker. Similar, I'm kind of similar, but I'm going to be a bit more generous. 
I'm going to give it a two out of five because I think both Honker and Goslin were at least funny in this one. I thought their lines were all, you know, Goslin was really funny because she was more worried about making money and even at points in time where she wants to sell like an exercise regiment video using Darkwing as evidence. And then when Honker's explaining that everything's about to, you know, go sideways, she's like, no, how am I going to make the money now? And Honker's just like, <laughs> you know, your dad is a thing <laughs> who exists still. And it was just Honker carried the episode. He basically did all the legwork. Goslin was the comedy, and Spike mm-hmm. helped out as well, being a little jealous, treacherous, salty bitch, which I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that, too. I can mm-hmm. I can understand that. I feel like Spike could do so much better than Bushroot but <laughs> as yeah. a family member and companion. Everything else, though, the puns were a little overboard, because the show, I mean, the show has puns, and it plays on stuff, but usually not that many. In an episode? Yeah, and I felt like they were lazy puns. Pun like the puns usually in the show aren't aren't so like, oh well, they got thrown into limes. Hell, limey bastards, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, you know, like always low hanging fruit, limes included. <laughs> but I don't know. It just I was just uh was not a fan of this one. So, but we've watched it and we came out the other side. Have any final thoughts on this episode before we try to purge it from our memories? Uh, no. I mean, I think we covered pretty much everything. It was, as you said, not one of the best episodes for Bushroot either. Like he just, I don't know, he's, he's okay. But there's only a few, like you said, he tends to do better in the like Fearsome Five and Team Up episodes. Mm-hmm. I can only think of a few Bushroot Central episodes that I really like or where at least I think he does well. And this mm-hmm. one wasn't so much. Although I did think it was funny when he cowered under the table and Darkwing yeah. went, went under I after him. <laughs> yes, his immediate reaction was to hide under the table and Darkwing was like, not today. <laughs> and I think, to be fair, this is the first purely Bushroot episode that we've watched. So that means that this is the first purely Bushroot episode that I have watched in probably a decade. Wasn't Slime Okay, so... You're Okay a purely Bushroot episode? Oh, yes. I had forgotten that one. See, <laughs> I, I guess I just pu- person from my memory. Yeah. So then I take back everything that I said. It feels like a decade since the last time <laughs> I watched a Bushroot episode. Uh, so here we are. And uh, so let's spin this wheel here. We have chipped away quite a lot of this wheel and um there's only a few really good ones on here left and then the rest of them are all kind of problematic oh Oh. boy oh boy speaking of our next episode will be about kung fooled oh no Unless you want to uh, do a palate cleanser in between. No, I think we I think we gotta stick to the wheel and punish we ourselves. We just power through here. Okay. We rip that band-aid off. Okay. So, uh, dear listeners, next time you'll hear us uh, be further in pain as we discuss the gem of an episode, Kung Fooled, which I think is is your pick for let's get problematic 
I think it was, yes. Uh, okay. All right, friends. Until next time, remember that crime and fertilizer do not sleep. And neither do we. Especially after all that muscular stuff. Yeah, after a vigorous workout, we cannot even sleep. <laughs> <laughs>